0: and welcome to campaign comrades your favorite leftist gaming podcast i am your host ben and with me as always are my co-hosts i'm mike i'm matt what up what up it's andrew how you guys doing this week how's it how uh
1: how we been chilling man you know been another week of uh just slaving away for the corporate overlords so
0: uh just excited to have my my 48 hours of free time yeah, I've got to say, I ha- I haven't gotten much uh much game time in in this week myself. It's been a little, uh, kind of been uh, you know, not not living up to the sta- the high standards we set up for ourselves here at uh, at campaign comrades.
2: Same, honestly. <laughs> got numbers I, going up. into last night. I only had an hour going in.
1: Wow, go again. What did you What did you end? <laughs> <laughs> you uh,
2: haven't I did, slept. <laughs> did one and a half last night and two this morning reasonable that is reasonable
3: it, my question is that everyone put on their weekly deodorant <laughs> <laughs> their weekly Holy gamer Holy allotment of deodorant Did
0: everyone I, shower I have, to, I have to go to an
2: office five days a week that's gotta <laughs> yeah. be a daily
0: thing so i'm i'm a, I'm a little i'm probably off you know so i'm off the schedule i'm 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 maybe like uh you know a few days behind the curve
1: <laughs> you're an
3: atypical gamer matt <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, if the internet has anything to to prove, it's like yeah, you are the exception that proves the rule. Oh no, um, but yeah, we've got some we've got some stuff to cover today. I think uh, the our our main order of business is we're gonna we've, we've got this this a nice juicy article to dissect for <laughs> the fans at home, and it's gonna be a bit of a long one. So we're gonna try to kind of speed round through. The other things that uh, were of uh, major interest to us this past week or so, I, I will start it off by uh, one interesting thing I've noted is like um, in, the, in the course of our history, you know, starting this podcast, it's like we'll have weeks where there is something, I'll, I'll just say something different, something new that that comes up that we're able to you know get a you know an interesting discussion out of, and then when it's maybe a bit of a lull in terms of say new releases or uh, you know big rumors or. Uh, bombshell reports or whatever it's it usually comes down to uh what's what is activision done wrong this week <laughs> and who's trying to push the metaverse on us the the it's like the weirdness to me of that how the, it's it's w- when there's nothing else to talk about there's always something happening with those two su- subjects Dude, and they always seem always. to be happening at the same time and I realize it's, it's more just a trick of the, you know, it's the trick of the human mind. It's just the reality that those things are just constantly going on in the background. It's, it's, you know, they're the bad things keep churning. And, you know, when there's other interesting distractions, shiny things to, to, you know, bring our attention away, it's like, yeah, okay, that's, it's going on. It's not really going on, but it's the fact that, yeah, these things are always happening.
3: They're always happening. And then like, you know, like you said, when the shine, there's no shiny things there to distract us. These, you know, uh, gaming journalists will be pumping out articles about whatever Activision's doing or whatever is going on in the metaverse just to fill the space.
0: It, but it it does seem though when it like the, the strangeness to me is that there are usually in some some uh some interesting gems to find within those the the minutiae of the, the 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 these it's it's sad to say that these like you know topics have become everyday things like that that it's oh yes, Activision has done something horrible to its employees yet again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What else is new? Surprise. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Like that doesn't get the, you know, that doesn't get the juices flowing anymore because it's not really new. And, you know, that's, it's something that I think we got to help combat with our our coverage here to keep the spotlight on and, you know, not let them want them, them, you know, sneak away into the shadows and and let all this stuff kind (laughs) of just be, you know, carry on business as usual. They've had, Activision has had quite a, interesting couple of weeks you know since our last episode again like we were just saying things have never stopped with them you know it's just our coverage may kind of dip in and out of them but you know can always be pretty uh self-assured that yeah they're doing something shady yeah activision
1: activision's really claiming their their lead as like the most evil video game company They're, they're just like yeah we're that's what we're gonna be known for. We're gonna be known for be- the bad guys.
2: That's us. <laughs> like EA never Even heard of them. Famous fame, I guess. Yeah. Right. No. Exactly. Full heel turn. Like you still know who they are, right? What's the, the, <laughs> of the Caribbean? But you do know of me. You have heard of me.
0: For real. So the um, start. Let's we'll start off the bat by saying you know solidarity with all workers and. Um, Employees at uh, Activision Blizzard King and all its various subsidiaries, who have con- you know continued the good work of you know putting pressure on management to you know back down from you know just blatantly you know um, abusive and dangerous policies that you know put employees at at undue risk you know for profit's sake. Activision has you know prominently been in the news. Because of the fallout of the various lawsuits um, detailing the, you know, decades of frat bro culture and uh, sexual harassment, uh, discrimination, um, just, you know, poor worker practice against uh, women, uh, LGBTQ, racially marginalized employees, like it's, you know, you, you run the, the, the spectrum, they've, again, they've done it. But the, it is, there is hope to see that there are organizers on the ground within Activision mm-hmm. who are putting pressure on and continuing to, I hate to use the phrase, but to hold them accountable. They made news by their, you know, their big walkout after the, you know, summary termination of uh, twelve uh, quality assurance testers at Raven, and you know that's really what what kind of catalyzed the union push. Uh, but so like two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks from, you know, it will be at least two weeks from when this comes out, activist uh, Jessica Gonzalez, who is no longer an employee with with Activision Blizzard, but was a former employee who is still, you know, at the forefront of these organizing efforts, uh, she she posted for the public an email from, um, you know, one of the shithead executives, I forget his name, um, but detailing their intention to to end employee vac- vaccination requirements um, for all their offices, uh, a better ABK and you know with support of the union, uh, you know threatened another walkout um, after after you know receiving word of this, and they then quickly had to walk it back. And as the time of this recording, at least four of the studios have reinstated their own vaccine mandate. But yeah, the employees were not happy and they, uh, you know, are showing, you know, worker power through solidarity and something to be commended, I'd say.
3: I find this interesting, again, just to, we've said this before, that we could look at the video game industry in particular um, as like a case study for workers' rights and just like the nature of how neoliberal capitalists. Economy works, and and, and how the and, and what tactics they are going to to employ uh, to exploit workers. And this is another example of an opportunity in which a company could have continued remote work, or uh, at least changed the nature in which they engage with the office as workers. Because a lot of what is going on, and we've discussed this before, in in video game development is possible to do remotely. I, you know, I think workers should have an option to go into the office as like another space to, to go and just kind of change it up. But a lot of what they could
0: do is uh, remote work. And so- Particularly at these big studios. That's, yes. I think that's a good point to, to, to highlight is the fact that, you know, these are international uh, studios. That have been doing remote work for years. Yeah, I mean have been collaborating with yeah studios across the world yeah. in different time zones and have been remote in that sense forever. So this vaccine
3: requirement is around the fact that they're doing a return to work come June um, where employees are expected to to go back and and I don't know the detail, you know, the or if there have been released like the granular details of this um, return to work Program and what sort of accommodations they may be giving to employees that are, you know, uh, immunocompromised or have there some have, sort of. I've
0: seen, I've seen some stuff that there are. They have put some. I mean, they exceptions they, into place. They right? have to by law for you know to yeah. some extent, um, but.
3: So, you know, this is a conversation I've had with Andrew before about just the nature of like commercial property and like these businesses and, you know, especially a large development studio like this, like, I don't know if Activision Blizzard is rents their space or owns it somehow, but you know th- there's a lot of money going into the commercial real estate in which these companies operate, um, and and that is what is driving a lot of this return to work. Um, uh, so you know, I guess I'm just trying to point out, you know, the interconnectivity of you know these different uh, problems that we're dealing with, these political issues we're dealing with, whether it's, you know, uh, the nature of like real estate and housing, um, you know, labor, uh, how the capitalist economy is kind of structured. And, you know, I continue to think that looking at video, the video game industry is a, is a great case study to, uh, you know, not only the, what is going on, on like the, uh, elite like owner side, what they're doing. But also, like the the worker solidarity that goes on, and the fact that they could get a company like Activision to quickly roll back uh, a vaccine requirement, uh, or you know, the lack thereof, a vaccine requirement um, in their return return to work policy, I think is a, a pretty big win. Um, you know, especially right. in that industry.
0: I think that's a good. I think that's a good point. And again, it's this. We made that argument before. And I think it's. It can never be said enough that yes. This industry is, you know, a good encapsulation of the larger economy as a whole. And uh, I do, however, want to, while still, you know, singing the praises of a better APK and all, all the activists who are doing good work there, and all the all the all the you know the people uh, working uh, to form the union. Um, let's not, you know, be confused about still, you know, who holds you know the power in in this relationship. And it's you know not to be confused to say that. You know the workers uh you know are you know have an easy fight ahead of them as you know we see the next thing that activision has done after that you know it's like the they just can't help themselves you know like they they, they got some bad press gotta gotta sprinkle on a little bit more um they announced that they are you know making all temporary and contingent uh quality assurance qa workers for activision publishing and blizzard divisions they're all being converted to full-time employees. With with benefits uh, equating to roughly, uh, it's the number was like uh, 1,100 uh, contract workers are getting this. However, with the exclusion of all Raven Software employees who are seeking to unionize,
1: dude, convenient, they ain't it?
0: <laughs> it's
1: just because it's how the law's written. It's not their fault. All right. So so first off, there's that. And second off, I think Activision, you know, you said this is this is them being bad, but Activision felt this was them very much being right, good. Right, they're right. they like, look, look at what we did, guys. <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, it's good. like
3: they're almost like uh they're they're pickup artists here and they're trying to do like the pro con pro sandwich of yeah, compliments. Yeah, yeah, but they're doing S- it opposite. Sneak that one in. <laughs> they're doing it opposite. It's like, you know, they've they've uh got rid of the vaccine requirement. Bad. They rolled it back. Good press because they like listened to workers. Then you know uh, they they give the, the QA testers full time jobs, but they leave out Raven Software. So it's like you know they got the meat and the the lettuce in there between the the two shitty pieces of bread. Andrew, you bring up the the law, how the law is written, the the NLR NLRB rule, you know, which is there to. You know, you're not allowed to give extend benefits to employees that are uh, in the process of unionizing, and the idea behind that is kind like, of makes sense. Yeah, you're so you're not like you can't entice those members to you can't
0: bribe them exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> you can just but, do a little bribery. But yeah. it, it
3: clearly misses the point, and like this is. Uh, just a fault of the, when the NLRB, you know, or the NLRA really was, was, uh, was, you know, written and first like thought of, beautiful. you know, it's like these small shops. They're not thinking of like these huge giant mega corporations. that have all these other employees, which, you know, yeah. they can leverage against the unionizing employees. So that's yeah, clearly the, what the they're whole, doing. The whole goal here.
2: of this was just to uh, demoralize the Raven software
0: uh, right. Was, yeah, for sure. It
2: was basically like, "Hey, look what you could have had if you were right. exactly. if you were, yeah, if if you were good if you were
0: good boys and girls in NB's, You could you could have gotten this nice raise. That It wasn't well and, anything absolutely.
2: more or less. And,
3: and what they're you know what activision is trying to do here is to get all those people that were probably on the fence already about you know voting with the union right. to then be like yes, vote against i really it and hopes myself. that they can get exactly in hopes that if the union doesn't go through they'll get these same benefits and they isn't probably it, isn't will. it
0: better when we're a family isn't it better yes, when yeah. we're just and- uh you know a nice family that we can respond to your needs well in the beauty. See, of like, look look that... what the union does. It makes it like the union process makes things more difficult for you.
2: <laughs> yeah. I I love the family argument because there are some really toxic fucking families out there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like we're like a family. Like, oh good. There, there's some really bad examples of that <laughs> yeah. to follow. Yeah. Which which family? <laughs> yeah, whose family are we talking about here, guys? They're
1: like, we're talking about the family, the mob. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It'd be a shame if you lost your health insurance <laughs> over a little uh accident. Let's say. <laughs> and
1: like, but like the, the other thing about it too, is that all those people who did get converted now also are less likely to want to form a union at the time being, because like, they're going to be yeah, like, because they, they're watching now. the How people, much people better trying could to I form do? a union yep.
2: get so, like not actively punished, more like passively punished. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And they know that if they try to do this again, they will also probably be on the receiving end of passive punishment in some form.
3: They're trying to pacify these other full time QA testers as well. They're not only Mm -hmm. trying to passively, you know, hurt the employees that are trying to seek the union. They're just pacifying these employees with the good benefits. So like in their head, and this was something that was discussed in the article that we read in the labor and gaming, it's like. In their head, they've achieved what they think is like the pinnacle of, you know, employment under our system. They've gotten full-time uh, employment with benefits. You know, what more could they ask for? And the you know, like Matt's pointed out, the union process is just a hassle that puts you at risk for which Americans are fucking risk adverse, you know except when they want to try to like play the stock market or the lottery and like throw money away. But like major decisions like this, they're risk adverse and and they don't want to, you know, push the, the buttons with their employers. So I think, you know, you're right to point out that, This is going to have, like, ripple effects for future organizing within Activision, Microsoft, whatever fucking company it becomes. Well, yeah, it'll it'll be
2: from here on out, once the Activision Blizzard purchase actually finishes, it's still not done yet, technically. uh, It'll be Microsoft's ownership of all of this stuff. And, I mean, look at Microsoft's track record with how they've handled this stuff in the past. They've got a beautiful one, right? It's all (laughs) roses and sunshine.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not like half the people being like investigated or fired, or like outright sued for sexual harassment actually didn't come from Microsoft beforehand. I was
2: gonna say, what what wasn't the one of the major Activision
0: <laughs> guys a, a Microsoft guy? Pretty sure.
2: Yeah. What what did they do with the uh, contract workers with Halo Infinite? Eighteen month <laughs> contracts and out, and that game is dying. <laughs> yeah, Halo Halo Infinite's doing real well.
3: And, and uh, so I know, I know that we don't want to spend too much more time on this because we want to get to the, to the article, but like one other thing that I, I want to point out with like this ripple effect is one of the things that i fear, and this is kind of like raising that the or heightening that fear is that this kind of like movement, you know, the labor movement, the, uh, you know, the popularity of it is going to kind of fizzle out and with companies making moves like Activision is here with like offering full-time benefits because they, you know, they do the calculation that to give the employees like the shittiest version of full-time employment and benefits is going to be less money than if they go through the unionization process. So they're just going to throw that out there. And what it's going to do is just like eventually create very like small and isolated uh, unions within the industry um and like you know uh, maybe Ray- raven will always have a qa tester union but that's not gonna spread throughout the industry or um you know like whatever unions come out
2: of this R- raven will probably just end up getting uh, more or less blackballed out of or- QAing. is what'll happen is that you know a couple big big devs will stop using them and then eventually they'll be relegated to the like the side projects and the
3: just become like an indie studio and like unionization will be like limited
2: to like indie i, I love how you say indie studio like that's a bad thing i was no, trying no, to I, avoid I, using well, that that terminology and, and
3: I, i'm not i'm not trying to say it as a bad thing But like, you know,
2: like
1: that <laughs> cancel him <laughs> just like you know with I'm that <laughs> roll. get his ass
3: <laughs> with that pattern of like you know kind of uh just making it more of a niche you know, like unionization becomes a niche in the industry rather yes, than, yes, than the, like the, the, main I, I just thing. wanted to make no, sure no, I yeah, clarified that. I we, we're not saying that. being an indie oh, studio a is a bad thing.
2: Like indie development is the, you know, pillar of gaming currently yeah. it really raises up those dead dead zones. When we get, you know, the shit slop, and I've just got a quick Matt fact about the shit slop that we've had recently, so, Battlefield 2042 hit a record
0: oh, I saw uh, low player I'm, count. I'm, I'm doing the uh, you know hand rubbing meme. Like yep. just, yeah, record low player
2: count on Steam of I think it was under 800. I think it was 787 concurrent players. Oh, 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 oh. I think it was like Tuesday night <laughs> yep. last week. Yeah, I when think you hear right. this recording, uh, which was less than the nine-year-old Metal Gear Rising Revengeance hack and slash game.
0: Jeez. Just <laughs> to put that into
2: perspective, but even worse babylon's fall the concurrent steam player count was seven seven it was less than ten i saw i saw the headline less than ten i was like what What? seven people concurrently playing babylon's fall this past week we've had more people watch our streams (laughs) yeah Yeah. literally like Admittedly, that's on Steam and those types of games might have a bigger audience on PS5 where they're considered a console exclusive. It's a horrible game. I don't know people who would buy that. Uh, You could just buy Godfall or get the free version and get the exact same experience. But oh, yeah, no, I thought, I just thought that was a funny one to throw in there that like people were panicking about Battlefield 2042. Admittedly, in a good reason because that is a horrible player count for a just recently released multiplayer shooter. That's you know the dominant thing that it's supposed well, to be yeah, from a trip on the, the, the online game. player base.
1: The other thing was a uh, Halo Halo Infinite drop below uh, the yeah. the and and the other Master Chief collection. Yeah, the Master Chief
2: Collection. It's okay, though. They, they released a, an update for what Season 2 is going to bring, guys. <laughs> One new map, baby. Nice. One new map since launch on a free-to-play uh, multiplayer online shooter. Ooh, that is... That's a can of worms that we just can't get into right now. There's too yeah. much there.
0: Yeah. So, last bit of Activision news that I... We don't need to, like, go too far into it because there's actually not a whole lot there that's been revealed at this point. But we got to give the shout out to the absolute boy, (laughs) the legend, California Governor Gruesome Gavin himself is accused of interfering with the uh, Department of Fair Employment and Housing uh, their discrimination lawsuit against Activision. Um, At this point, the two uh, top state lawyers at the agency have uh, the top lawyer was fired by the governor's office and the number two uh, resigned in protest to the interference and the, the, the unjust termination. But then what I found out this morning is there's even more, there is a little bit more oh, um, yes. that uh, a Politico report reveals that uh, an Activision board member, D.C. Wasserman, the founder and CEO of sports marketing and talent agency Wasserman Media Group, donated $100,000 to Newsom's uh, you know, campaign to defeat uh, the recall. Efforts so there's some, <laughs> there's some, there's some, there's some intermingling, some touching of tips going on there that, uh, you know, pockets. yeah, that 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 uh, you know just raises some eyebrows, some some red flags there. Uh, but it's just oh man, the you know the most like you know overtly corrupt uh, democratic official, um, you know, doing more corruption out in the open, uh, you know, Limited doing do, that, doing that means now because cuomo could have taken that uh true but like doing doing the uh you know basically doing the legwork for activision's lawyers themselves you know it's the that's the what the main report of the interference was is that they were just like demanding up the constant updates on uh on the, the status <laughs> of the of I the investigation <laughs> in in way it, it's like you know it's they're they're you know demanding the you know I I don't know the the legal terms around it. So litigation
1: plans. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. I mean, so what? Just a, yeah, t- they, the outline of the, they want, they want, they wanted four notice, the outline of the, the prosecution's strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then when, when the, the top lawyer was like, no, fuck off, it's like, okay, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> you're no you're longer fired. Right Which it,
3: it,
2: to me, it's this
3: story is I, so. I
2: personally picture the, the engagement being him sitting at a desk and asking him sitting across from him. And when he said no, he just hit a button. And the four dropped out so, from below him.
3: Uh, it was actually a female attorney, so you're canceled.
2: Um, so, how do you know she identifies as female? Yes. You can't cancel the canceler. Yeah. Um,
3: canceled for assuming all lawyers are male, even though most of them <laughs>
2: are. <laughs> even even though what is it like eighty five percent? I was probably getting before? closer to. F- Sixty forty, so yeah yeah okay yeah, we're oh, probably you're, you're almost good. at Norwich University's uh, male to female ratio yeah i mean almost.
3: that's <laughs> a good amount of colleges are at that ratio okay but so beyond that th- what's going on here is just like it's so inside baseball for like, like, it's so nerdy. You could get so nerdy with it with like legal ethics rules and like who the prosecutor, you know, or like the AG's office represents and you know, how Gavin gruesome Gavin Newsom is trying to, you know, uh, you know, the prosecutor represents the people, but because he's the executive, he's trying to kind of like assert that role and, you know, make it like his investigation because of the appointment process of the AG. So it's just like all this shit going on. And like, you know, there's lawyer, like legal nerds out there just fucking like sucking themselves off for like what's going on. Cause it's just, there, there's so much you could dig into it. But the fact that prior to uh, her, her, actual um leaving the office and then the resignation of her deputy uh the the top attorney uh i, I can't remember her name but she said that what uh, Ga- gruesome gavin was you know coming up with and like talking to them about was just parroting the activision like yeah uh, you know like their interests um so exactly. presumably like you know gruesome gavin newsome is gonna be just turning around to you know activision's lawyers with that litigation plan uh fucking you no know. he'd <laughs> just, never do that just, just <laughs> hitting that forward button <laughs> i also want
2: to put forth a motion to forever now call him gg for gruesome gg, <laughs> G-G. dude put, i can't put wait. an idea out there ben about the bubble i've put myself in when you started leading in with legend i was like are we talking about the man himself let me solo her <laughs>
0: and that that i think is going to require uh you know uh investigate that's going to be an deep entire dive deep dive itself. episode yeah. <laughs> the intricacy i'm going to reach yeah. out to him on reddit he did an ama on the uh the
2: elden ring uh subreddit
0: awesome oh, okay, I did not, i did not see that no, there's just been like yeah, that's a that's a just an interesting little digression. The there's been so much so much great fan art. Matt sent me a, a an STL for a three D model of of Let Me Solo Her just in all his his, <laughs> his, his his nude pothead glory. Uh It's it's just and and yeah, for those who are familiar, a literal pot on his head. Yeah, wearing I think a loin, my favorite part a loin about cloth that, and a pot.
2: Is, is he's not even getting the one benefit that pot has. Which is it? Like boosts your uh, like your throwing pot damage when you use those. He's not even using throwing pots. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love That's that, that so he's true. wearing the stupid helmet and not even using it for the one thing it's used for.
0: Yeah, what an absolute legend. Part. He's just wearing it for drip, man. It, it is drinks. drip. All right, yeah. So, so yeah, Matt's brain has been cursed by Elden Ring. That's all he can think about. We know, we know, <laughs> we, know we know this. I've been immersing myself more into the the what is now the second. Biggest physical launch of the year, uh, the Star Wars Lego game, the Skywalker Saga game. I and we talked about this before recording. I'm like uh, almost done with the prequels. Um, I'm enjoying. Did you start with the sequels? No, I didn't. I, I decided to okay. do chronological. I kind of wanted to go psychotic. I'm, I'm glad it, that, get, that get, makes get me a feel little, better. Wanted to get a little nutty with it, but uh, um, yeah, I'm going chronological. Um,
2: play in worst movie order so nine eight one seven whoa. <laughs> whoa whoa put an eight
1: yeah controversial
2: yeah dude.
0: yeah we don't need to yeah we don't we don't we don't need to set the internet aflame yeah. um <laughs> we're saying the most leftist
3: of the the series is you know second to worst <laughs>
0: But let's not forget that that movie still has loads of problems yes of as course. A movie. I mean it's a disney movie uh, so <laughs> yeah uh the uh yeah but so the, why i bring it up though is because for our next topic as we already talked about it's it's metaverse O'Clock. you know the time is now uh the lego group of all of all things joined with sony each investing a billion dollars in a round of funding for Epic games in effort to, you know, to quote unquote, build the metaverse, but also to make it, that's a
2: big investment,
0: but also to to make it kid friendly.
2: That's what Lego's there for. Right.
1: To make it kid friendly. Don't like,
2: I have a, I have a question. Do modern kids like play with Legos? Yes, like I feel yeah, like that's no, like a don't. dead thing, like a no, dying breed. It's still, breed. A thing. It's still a huge. It's, thing. I, I think huge. I think
0: it's actually had a renaissance, resurgence. whenever I see people
2: talking about Legos, it's adults talking about collectible Legos. No. Well, that's the
0: thing. Yeah, it's there. I mean, there's that's just a bubble still, here. There's right? both. It's still popular there, but there that oh, yeah, is. I don't hang that out is, with kids. That is still a Thank huge you. part of the market, <laughs> though. That is definitely still a huge part of yeah. the market. Is is is. "Quote unquote, hot, you know, hobbyists. Uh, dude, it's big and, enough that. And Fox, excuse me, Fox has it is. It is, yeah. it is always Lego. Lego. It is only ever Lego. Wait, yeah, wait, don't you mean plural. Mega Blocks? <laughs> but the, you know, my, my bit is like you know they're gonna make a Lego Metaverse, and it's like that shit basically already exists, like with the with Roblox yeah. and things. You know, the, yeah. they Minecraft. already look like the 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 characters already look like mini like uh, Roblox, Minecraft.
1: VR chat. I know, I, but this will have a NFT virtual uh real estate marketplace that you Yeah, can
2: invest and 30% in. of it. <laughs> one
3: one thing I want to point out, and it's another thing that we've said before on the podcast, is I believe I think so. If not, I'm saying it now. To watch lawyers because they're the fucking parasites of capitalism. And recently, you know, around the same time, this is starting to come out. Um the aba which is like what creates some of like the model rules for for lawyers and like ethics just change.
0: that's the bar association Yeah, right? it's the american
3: bar association. bar association but like you know we could get into the nerdy stuff about like you know their uh like jurisdiction over lawyers whatever but they came out with like model rules that usually states will adopt and one of them was surrounding uh uh, legal advertisements which is always like a big thing in in ethics but it's like advertising in the metaverse and like having like physical you know like legal offices and your know, physical in quotes but physical legal offices within the metaverse so it's becoming very very popular amongst like big corporate lawyers uh to to get into nfts in the metaverse so you know be prepared so the infrastructure is r- remember that there. thing
2: we were talking about earlier about how they want you to go back to the office because they own the office is expensive and it's an investment. Yep. They're going to make metaverse offices so that when you're at home, you're still yeah. in the office, yeah. and then yeah.
3: boom. Well, yeah, boom. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's once they can move all their commercial real estate to only owning commercial real estate in the metaverse and don't have to have like a physical with,
0: with, office. with like zero overhead. Yes, like, exactly, yeah. your There's actual only houses are overhead. slowly going to devolve, yeah.
2: Into just a closet yes. with a VR yeah. VR head that pops down oh, over you. Literally, be Ready Player One, where you're like you're in yeah, like a that's shack. our future.
0: You know, you're, you're living in a, in a in in the stacks of uh, shipping containers. Yeah, as, that's the future Zuckerberg Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg yeah. wants. I, I'm pic-
2: I'm picturing like a
0: District Nine, where all the problems. Oh, oh spe- speaking of Zucker- speaking of Zuckerberg, I saw something about like I think actually Matt, you were the one who posted this in our in the chat. Something like uh they're talking about how anything that takes place in like the the facebook version of metaverse uh they get 30% it, of it's more than that they get essentially oh. just <laughs> just under 50% of all transactions nice i'm pretty sure nice. zuck if you it's like 47.5% it it's like it's insane nice. i was oh, laughing so hard when i read God. that Man, it's just like they can't help themselves. They just they can't help his, it. Yeah, he, he, uh, he, his brain
2: is just so... You know why they do that, though, poisoned. right? Because if you come in with a ridiculous first offer... Yeah, they could end up getting a make quarter. them come to you instead of you go to them. Whew! They'll end up getting like thirty percent. Like yeah. Yeah. now, it's yeah, gonna be like that'll be like the compromise. It's, I
3: mean, what they're doing is just looking at the the litigation that was around the Apple App Store and like the hundred percent, and just being like, okay, how far can we push the limits of of this precedent? Oh, under fifty percent, yeah, that's fine. But, but, yeah, we're we're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. As long as they're yeah. taking more than fifty percent, we're fine. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be litigated, and you know they'll still walk away with with some large percentage listen
1: you got to pay your rent to be in the marketplace okay you got to pay rent you got to pay your rent
0: all right guys i want to i want to switch gears and i want to move to the article for today because can
1: can i just i just quickly say one thing it's hilarious ubisoft less than three what is it four months already later and they're already like oh, getting, dropping up uh, yeah abandoning the, the nft holders so like those people who supposedly had something of worth the value it's now worth nothing they've already done it they've Come already on, done they're, it they're, assur- oh, all of our they're assuring they're
0: assuring the them shocked
2: pikachu face yeah they, they're assuring
0: <laughs> them they, they promise that they're going to incorporate tokens into future games that they can bring them over but you know they are literally holding the bag right now um love it but yeah let's so be so we got another metaverse, another blockchain crypto story here, but why I want to talk about this one is just about how utterly strange and in the end, self-defeating it is. And and it's, it's a great example because it's just like more than any other example of like web three stuff I've seen. It's like it has embraced the full contradictions of capitalism at its core. And just like, does it the, the picture that this article Uh, paints of uh the you know the head guy at this company is just amazing this guy is just you know uh, a a sweet moron just a sweet (laughs) sweet innocent moron uh you know not actually a con artist uh just just dumb which i just i gotta love you know dumb guy representation let's go but so let's let's drop it the uh this new company uh just received 2.5 million dollars in funding from you know various uh, uh nice. vc firms nice. you know good for all, them. you know the uh you know the people who are going to destroy the, this uh, this planet um but so the, this company is called uh gripner gripner hardly even know her uh, it is apparently oh, there's, I think that's going to be the, t- the episode title. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah, so I won't, I will, I'll just jump into it because it actually explains what the somewhat what the uh, it's in reference to. Um, so this article is NFTs Are Here to Ruin Dungeons and Dragons by Linda Kodega in Gizmodo. So let's, let's just, let's just go again. And so, again, we, we haven't really done it's too, awesome. ma- too many of these. So, so yeah, I, Andrew's read, read it, but I know, uh, Mike and Matt have not so feel free stop me whenever because there's just a there's a lot to unpack here Um, hopefully we'll be able to get through it we might run a little long but we'll uh, let's just let's uh, let's go yeah Um, so again this is Linda Codega and Gizmodo Uh, the first time that Patrick Comer tweeted about tabletop role-playing games was in October 2021 he asked who are hands down the best D&D character illustrators out there he got one response, L, major L, uh, L-, L plus <laughs> ratio the, slash yeah. you fell off, slash uh, copium
2: slash uh, malding slash hair loss. Yeah. Uh,
0: so that same month, an unassuming Twitter account was created at Gripner, which again I can also only think of Grinder yeah. when I when yeah. I when yeah, I when dude, I see
1: it, it. it. Every time I see it, I think the same thing. Just uh, what is okay.
0: That? So yeah, yeah, what's up? Absolutely needless. <laughs> uh, so by <laughs> <laughs> choice, yeah, uh, yes. Its uh, its bio describes Gripner as quote a Web three company building fifth edition TTRPG on chain. Must uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gripner is a company currently being built by Revelry, a New Orleans based startup studio. Brent McCrossin, a managing director at Revelry, is the CEO of Gripner. Uh, that's you know a, a great sign when you're you're uh, you know that a, that a company is has a bold future when its creators got to get uh, booted away for some some corporate hack to run the show. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah.
0: So so he is the president and head of product. The Patrick Homer, the actual creator. Homer? Um, Comer, yeah. Homer. <laughs> Comer. He might be a Comer. Um, so he is the present of product. That product, which nobody outside of the company has seen yet, nice. is a digital nice. platform to allow fans of the tabletop role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons to role-play using NFTs indicative of player characters and then save the details of their gameplay adventures on the blockchain, increasing the complexity and value of the NFT. They call this as a play-to-progress system. This isn't adding anything to the gameplay experience, says James Intricasso, an award-winning game designer who has worked on official d and products. A blockchain isn't a game mechanic or campaign setting that encourages a player to engage with the game in a particular way. d writer and podcaster Teos Abadia is more critical of the idea. Gripner suggests a horrible self-centered and self-enriching concept that is anathema to the group collaboration and sense of mutual giving that makes the RPG hobby so special, he says yeah I think this is like it's
1: so it's so counterintuitive to what playing D&D is about it's like such a ridiculous idea even on the surface also part of me part of me reading this is like this shit's not real this shit's never actually existing this is a scam people are getting ripped off by these two guys like there's just nothing actually but being then
0: again made. it's like as this article goes on as we'll get to it's just like again he's just like a sweet a sweet moron it's like it's like yeah maybe the yeah the the guy from Redberry or whatever yeah the you know the VC the VC vultures are yeah they know what they're doing they you know they're in on yeah. the con but this guy is he's too sweet and innocent to, to realize <laughs> yeah. which, is my, him, reaction, which is not a defense of reaction a
2: defense. My meme reaction to that is uh, the the James Franco gif where he's get, on first, first time, time first time. time. <laughs> what
3: I, what i think is interesting about this it, it was making me uh you know the fact of this will this ever be a thing you know will will this ever come to fruition and and all of these like nft projects is these like corporate stooges who took like one philosophy class like read something about like you know and, and ben will appreciate this like is fantasy reality or like some philosophy yeah. like that and now like anything they imagine is like a reality to them that they can make money off of and and they're and they're right because whether or not you know it, it comes to fruition or not they end up making money somehow whether you know yeah. <laughs> ripping people Again, off they or just
0: they filing just filing secured- bankruptcy they just you know secured some some decent funding for a, a small startup. Yeah, it, like yeah. Was... Separating fools for
2: money is the longest running business <laughs> yeah. in mankind history. It's all just right. changed forms over time.
0: But so you the, may be the wandering snake
2: oil salesman, the NFT tr- the NFT developer. They're all the same.
0: You may be asking, what is Gripner and how is it supposed to work? I am yes. Gripner, yes. Gripner—a reference to the mythological Glipner, a <laughs> uh, a chain in Norse stories. It's like the chain nice. the dwarves forged to hold back the the wolf Fenris or whatever till Ragnarok comes. Right. C-
2: Should have just been Dripner. <laughs> uh, damn, I
0: don't uh, see yeah, how it's real a missed reference. opportunity there.
3: I don't see how it's a reference when only like three of the letters are the same. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, they've gotten
2: rid of a like that, few. That's one of those uh, when you're sitting in school and the teacher's like, "This is the symbolism of a moth flying around a lamp, meaning this." And you're like, "Okay." I mean. no, this is
0: this. This strikes me as you know, just, this is like you know, just the tech guy, yeah. Uh, you know, nerd shit of you know, like uh, yeah, Peter 100%. Thiel yeah, doing yeah. like Palantir and that kind of stuff. Well, and that's what I was 100%. getting at
3: with them, like
2: reading like a fantasy as reality. Yeah, if it's my naming convention, all those letters actually mean something.
0: And it's an uh, acronym. Yeah, got to do acronym. And, and it
2: might be the dumbest acronym. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Like so that was it my is, naming
2: convention for part files.
0: It is a Web3 tabletop role-playing game uh, project currently in development, led by Comer, uh, 4 handpicked tech supporters, and one tabletop RPG writer. Right now, the company is in the process of preparing its game content, mainly rip- written by Gripner's lead game designer, Stephen Radney McFarland, there's too a, many uh, Irish, TTRPG. Men. Yeah, this is the problem. Uh, There's too many Irish. Get, get them out of here. Well, you get, can get, never get, trust get, them. You never get the trust Irish. people out of here. Uh, I can say that because I'm part
3: Irish. I can say it because I'm Italian. <laughs> 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 the uh,
0: so th- so this guy is a TTRPG veteran who has written for D and D and Paizo's Pathfinder. Um, his work will include lore and maps of a fantasy world currently called the Glimmering. Um, so after this stage is complete. Gripner plans to generate 10,000 random D&D player characters, assign a rarity to certain aspect of each, such as ancestry and class, doing race science, always good. Yeah. Always do yeah. it, and, and then mint them as non-fungible tokens, NFTs. Each NFT will include character stats in a randomly generated portrait of the PC, Designed in a process overseen by Gripner's lead artist. Uh we can skip that. Additional NFTs will be minted to represent weapons and equipment.
1: This is the part that to
0: me just makes no sense. Like part
1: like literally, like a-, a the fun of Dungeons and Dragons is creating your fucking character. Yeah. Like, Unless <laughs> like-,
0: like like the only time I've ever used a pre-generated character is like, the first time I ever played D&D with the starter set. You know, like yeah, that is literally like one of the fundamental aspects of the game it's, is it's like I've seen, I've seen DMs yeah, use uh, like, random generators for like NPCs and shit. Right. Sure. That's yeah. completely used. That's, that's that makes what, sense. It, you know, like the the Dungeon Master's Guide has you know tables to do that. You know, so like that's that's just a yeah a need a tool for uh yeah for for game masters
3: but staying within the campaign comrades lore and meta. It, it's almost as if the gripner idiots read that mario nft article that we did the other reading series on <laughs> and we're like okay D, we could get a lot of characters and then like you know just like people want to have the only mario we'll have the only you know uh red elf with uh, a scholarly background that they have to purchase uh, they, for- they
2: they would definitely do a tie over with like you get to be the characters from Critical Role, but only one of you, there you would go. get to be. Exactly. Um, <laughs> one would get
3: Perfect. to be Vax. Perfect. It's exactly like, fuck. If they listen to this, we just gave them a business idea.
2: <laughs> Do you know how many of these I've done where I've given them bad ideas? I'm just yeah, a bad yeah. Idea you no, know, it's
0: it's the me- It's the meme from the internet. It's like you know, throwing the ball. It's Apollo, the gift of prophecy, giving the <laughs> gift of prophecy um all right so uh next Gripner will build a system of recording game progress on the polygon blockchain players will log into the system and will play an adventure under the supervision of a grippner certified game master
1: you know i feel like know, they're just
2: putting fucking words together you know polygon going blockchain to
1: <laughs> okay. you're gonna have Pineapple. to
2: pay. might as well call it something fucking cooler you're, it's you're not there that's not
0: their protocol that's some that's another oh, one. i know i'm just
2: saying that the general protocol yeah.
0: no, as well
3: no just it's use cool it's better off them using terms like this because when they try to use cool terms we get gripner.
0: yeah they Grypner. just come off as absolute yeah uh, but now they're taking nerds. my math
2: terms man <laughs> leave yeah. my math terms alone i don't love- to
1: scare people they're going to charge people to become gripner certified game masters no it's so no,
0: totally can, a revenue stream you got to you got to you got so to see what what happens for the the gms it's it's a nightmare dude it's oh can we just God.
2: can we just counter this and just make dripner and just do the exact opposite <laughs> Just make right. a website where it's just like oh you want to make your character here you go <laughs> here you go leave <laughs>
0: So after, after each game session is over, the outcome will be logged on chain, putting data back onto each NFT via new contract protocol that allows a single NFT to become a long record of the character's progression. Gripner will distribute the cryptocurrency Opal to GMs and players as, an, as in-game capital. Any loot, weapons, or items uh, garnered in-game will be minted as new sellable NFTs on OpenSea, you know, the popular NFT marketplace. Shut it down. As PCs gain levels in game, Gripner asserts that their associated NFTs will become more valuable, and when they are resold, the owner and any creatives who contributed to the associated portrait will see will receive a cut of the sale price. Comer says <laughs> this this could mean as many as ten people could conceivably receive money from each sale, but could not provide percentages that each creative might receive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scratching my beard, like I'm scratching my chin. <laughs> Uh unfortunately, writing data to a blockchain isn't as simple as writing hit points in pencil and well-worn paper character sheet. Every time a user wants to perform a function on the Polygon blockchain, like adjusting the character level on an NFT PC, that's an NFT player character, they have to pay a gas fee, a tiny charge that helps fund the computational resources required to make the change. This means on the Griffner protocol, there will be two gas fees per game that players must pay. They say they will keep, or Gripner says it will keep fees down by operating on Polygon rather than another more popular blockchain like Ethereum. More on this later though, the author says.
2: But like, man, like for a second here, as, as an engineer, someone in the design world, like if you can't make it better than the thing that's easier... And right. Don't do it.
0: No, there are so because many. So there are to. so many people active Line in like up. in TTR in TTRPG. <laughs> there may even be one quote that I had to skip because it wasn't the rest of it wasn't super relevant, but it's like this thing has from the get-go fails to justify its existence. Yeah. It in no terms purpose. of in terms of game design. Not even that, in terms of it's wor- not its crypto web three bullshit mission. It does not it does not uh you know satisfy any game design need.
2: It's my least favorite design prompt. When they give you something that just can't be better than something that already exists. and They're like, make it anyway. It's like, but why? But why? Does it doesn't need to exist? We already have this. This is maybe something
3: that we don't have to think too hard about now. And, you know, maybe it's something to think about and, and bring no, back later. Mad. No, no, no. What, <laughs> I, what I'm going to say is like, to me, like the, for all of these, like, internet schemes that go on and, and at least in web two and, and maybe this is the reason why it's like different in web three but i i still think they would carry over Is like web two is all about data collection and selling data you know like amazon facebook all, all these places that the, their data has then fun you know fueled web three in the metaverse collecting all, all the data on us like and so, even creating like some of these small little spin off internet things, like everything is collecting data and selling data and, and advertising fees or whatever. And like that's how they're making their money on the back end, other than these small transactions. So, to me, it's just like if they're not expressly like, if you don't know the express way that they're collecting their data, it's like, okay, we got to play the game, find, find the data collection. Like what data are they like then collecting from us to make some sort of profit or, or potential profit? Because even if they believe in their fucking
2: idea here it, or, or believe in a conceptual term, the
3: data is the money that they're stealing from you. Well, I understand that, but like there has to be something beyond that like I I know they're getting it off it's these gas, of per you know the transactions.
1: No, they're, they're making their their bet is they're making money in the mark the marketplace they're creating they're gonna just take cuts of you all see, the that's, sales
0: that's what this company is different this company is different in this sense and this is mm-hmm. something that we'll get to in the article that like how again it, it not only does it fall apart on terms of game design but it also defeats itself in its like web 3 intention yeah, this isn't gonna work. Um, because it is essentially fundamentally uh, reliant upon a centralized yep. market within saying itself. saying it's not going to work because they'll just make it work anyway. And but
1: like my thing is, who, no one's going to do this. That's the thing. There, there, no one will do this. You have to pay so much have to a do choice? a game you can play for free. Wait until it's not a choice.
3: And that's why I'm saying. The, like, but, where here's the, the, but here's the data data thing. Something. To fund but something
0: that. with D. Something with D and D is like uh, there. And the article gets to this. They're competing with the ability to just play like literally at the kitchen table. There's nobody who can stop you from doing that. Yeah. Um, Wait right. until there's no more physical books. and They've collected them all up and burned them. And burned them uh, yeah. Fahrenheit right, right, 911. Right but... uh, yeah. All right. So, hold on, let's let's yeah. let's let's not get too distracted. There's yeah. because a lot of this is, is talked about in the article. Yeah. So, uh, in order to play on the Gripner Protocol, players will not only have to purchase the you know the the specific NFT. Uh, but they'll have to buy or earn Opal to, put, to pay for a game session or make purchases of digital goods, such as items and adventures. And all these purchases will help keep this particular tech company running, you know, keeping Gripner the company afloat. Um, next Next headline or header. Why Gripner prob- probably probably the, won't using, work.
1: They're using the mobile game model essentially with, in terms of that.
0: So in an interview with io9, Comer emphasized Gripner's potential to distribute capital value to everyone at the table and behind the scenes. This is, according to Comer, one of its core purposes. But their plan to make Gripner and its NFT PCs valuable beyond a limited edition release is riddled with vulnerabilities and relies on an as yet barely real Gripner community. The biggest problem here is that Gripner is basically making character sheets and recording the difference between the start and end of a session. There is no reason to use the Gripner protocol except a desire to increase the value of your investment, which means that players won't be playing Dungeons and Dragons for fun. They'll be playing Gripner to earn real world money. Gripner is creating a system of monetarily incentivized gameplay that will require both GMs and players to invest both time and crypto capital in NFT PCs on speculation that any single player's NFT will appreciate with gameplay and over time. Gripner says it can build out its D&D-based NFT scheme under the Open Gaming License, or the OGL. The OGL is a set of conditions granted by D&D's publisher, Hasbro-owned Wizards of the Coast, Boo, we still don't like them, uh, in yeah. order to encourage independent game developers to design and sell their own content using the 5th edition rules for D&D. But the OGL only allows certain elements and mechanics of the system, not the whole game. And Gripner has stated that it will provide better options for 5e play. Which players have been clamoring for all those in, <laughs> all those in quotes? Gripner doesn't state what these options are or what they plan to add to make Five E quote unquote better. Um, Wizards oh, of the Coast, God. a spokesperson said, uh, "We do not allow third parties to misappropriate our valuable IP and take appropriate steps when necessary." Um, while there's not much information on the specifics of what Gripner is building, the company does offer a loose phase-based roadmap on their discord server which is also publicly published at the bottom of the glimmerings information page so there are eight eight published phases the first one gather the party getting the technology artwork and game design just perfect launching the website building the community and preparing for the adventure of a lifetime we are here (laughs) right now phase two roll to mint want to access to the, want access to the pre-sale play games in the discord join a grippler campaign on twitch write backstories on proposed player characters give feedback on art tech in the world and invite your friends to the party those uh, at the top of the leaderboard win but win what
3: ultimate is just like it's beautiful it's perfect i i i don't know it's i, I they, find yeah, it amazing they,
0: yeah it's, they get early access to potentially more more rare or higher rarity uh, NFTs. So then comes phase three, the public mint. Whatever is left after the Roll to Mint campaign we be offered to the general public on a first-come, 1st first serve basis at the same fair price. Tech is being developed to prevent bots and fraud uh that sounds encouraging yeah <laughs> <laughs> phase phase four enters tavern connect your wallet to the grippner wiki <laughs> write your character's backstory and share it with the world best writers win a custom printed grippner posted poster created and signed by our lead artist angry blue oh my god i saw the poster in question dog shit
3: Fucking, it the, the article art.
0: Yeah, I'm not reading from the oh, article. Yeah, it's in now. the article. Like, of, the, if
3: everyone else has it open, we can yeah, like, yeah. we'll have the article in the show notes. It's, it's dog shit. It looks like I did it in like after, or in a, a, a publisher or whatever the fuck the Adobe program is.
2: Don't put yourself down like that, King. I- we don't stand <laughs> for that here.
1: I, I firmly believe this is... This is this is a grift. This is this is a, a a grift. They're just trying to take funds from investors, and this is gonna fail so quickly because <laughs> what I'm saying. Disappear. We gotta
2: grift the grifters and make dripner. Oh <laughs> it's already, it's even a good catchy slogan.
0: So we're, not even ha- website. we're we're halfway through the phases. so bear yeah. with me. A w- yeah. Step phase five, a world is formed. We reveal the world of Gripner with all of its bogs, mountains, badlands, and valleys. Certified game masters uh get first dips at that's this, supposed to be dibs. At, I think definitely it, yeah. probably yeah. first dibs at claiming areas where they want to run campaigns. Wallet snapshots are taken and some lucky holders get custom printed maps signed by the So artist. it's like
3: fucking Fortnite dropping out of the bus. You gotta like find <laughs> where you're gonna defend, you where you're gonna run your
0: campaigns.
2: Where are we drop in boys. So no, that's
0: <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, you gotta fight with other GMs. It's like, oh fuck, I, I, yeah. I need this area. Uh, and, and, roll, and you're also building characters.
3: You're building characters without even like knowing the world.
0: Right. Roll the roll the dice. Let the adventure begin. Join campaigns with game masters and other player characters. All character outcomes are logged on chain. Level up your character, or even the most common NFTs can become more rare via gameplay. Win loot, HP, and gold. Step seven. Member only merch store is launched. There will be probably uh, okay. Whatever, I don't care about care about that one. Yay!
1: Uh, drop hey, shipping. The adventure
0: con- the adventure continues. Super secret drop to community members that held their NFT. Oh my god, that one's amazing. Uh, super secret drop to community members that held their NFTs. Come on, come on, you gotta hold on. Yeah. Don't don't sell. Don't on. sell to the moon. It. To Dive the hands. moon. <laughs> Diamond hands, baby. Uh, <laughs> So expansions to the world are announced, and we start to seed fund. We start seed fund emerging artists and game designs that want to build on the Gripner protocol. Our community gets first offering for all that comes next. Dude, what's right. the Griptner Just-
2: protocol going to be? I can't wait for like the three people who use this to get first in line
1: so, oh, so here's, they're gonna feel
2: so special
1: here here's there will be a couple a, a real a couple real special people who do do this that are just like normal normal cucks who get getting screwed here but always but the people that will be using this are going to be people like the guys with that the mobile game yeah like Axie, yeah, and so it's just gonna be people doing it like just incubator to make money.
3: fucking like you know because the things. only way this
1: works is if you have like an actual player base and marketplace to build value in. And like, they have no one doing that. So it's, but here's, it's, but here's, here's the, there's there's no the big reason. thing
0: about these phases that is just wild to me. It's basically that the, they are, you know, doing the minting process and, you know, selling all of them. Like three or four phases before uh, anything actually goes public. Yeah, before the platform goes live yeah. until phase six, so they're you're paying. So they they all have to all it's investors. The Tesla you know, model. They got to mm-hmm. stick around for months before their invest their investment has even a chance to appreciate through gameplay. Right. So the, yeah, this means that individual community investors will be asked to quite or to put quite a bit of money in the Grippner Treasury long before intends <laughs> to long before they intend to deliver on-chain gameplay again. Hmm, hmm. I'm I'm stroking my chin here again. Uh, it is it is this promise protocol that is the center of Gripner's mission, and without it, all you've got is a pre-generated DD character or a D&D character sword. The initial investment is so far ahead of the promised deliverable, it's not hard to imagine the community might never see it at all. Lars Duset, oh, a game developer who specializes in analyzing blockchain-based games, told io9 that blockchain games always want to be user-generated content, content games, whether they recognize it or not. But the user-generated value of D&D is in playing the game itself and having an adventure with your friends rather than the expectation of capital gain. This is what Gripner is really competing against, Dusit says, the ability to play D&D on any other platform, including at the kitchen table. And Gripner is giving players a lot of time to get bored with just owning an NFT when there are virtual tabletop services like Roll20 and Astral available for play right now. Not to mention, this is uh, other you know news worth mentioning, the fact that, Wizards of the D&D Coast Beyond. just bought D like officially bought D D Beyond for yeah. like 150 million. Um, you know, it's no longer licensed, it's you know now part of the family worth. That's totally there, they're gonna be developing their own virtual tabletop. Yep. Um all right, so skipping a little bit ahead here. Before you um, get to that, I'm- I
3: just you know something we brought up with, especially with is like these I think we're gonna see more and more of this the gripner model like this um to to the extent that you know nfts stay a hot thing um until like the next new thing comes around but it just keeps incentivizing because there is no like organic community it's just going to keep incentivizing things like axie yeah. where it's just a a community generated specifically around or capital gain and speculation, where you know they have a literal money. pyramid scheme, yes, a literal yeah, pyramid. it's exactly. literally a
1: pyramid scheme.
3: So, <laughs> so you've the got one person on, on, who, the on top
0: who can who can fund, yeah, who can fund the little guys, yeah. So, also,
1: I think I think they were like, What are we grifters? Let's call this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's call it grif, grif,
0: grifter. Oh, no, that's too on the nose, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so we, yeah, skipping just a bit ahead here, um, in the article. Another major issue that Grippner is facing is how to prevent fraud. In a scenario where a D&D character's successes increase its real-world monetary value, there's incentive for players and game masters to abuse gameplay or even just fake a game, inputting values onto the NF- uh, into the NFT without actually playing in order to artificially inflate the value. That's amazing. Uh, Comra is aware of this issue and apologetic. He, he doesn't quite know yet how to prevent fraud. He says, but he has, but he's, but you know, be assured, he's got a lot of ideas that are currently being play tested. You know, my concerns completely, uh, you know, completely taken but care of. But it's
3: of. fine because they're looking into it. It's fine because they haven't even. I launched I have a lot of yet.
0: ideas too. They haven't launched
3: it yet,
2: so it's fine that he just has ideas. This is all ideas at oh this point. You know. If if you're listening, Gripner, you could just stop <laughs> or just hire Matt.
0: All right, oh so, my no. God. Andreas Walter is an IT systems analyst and an award-winning tabletop game designer. Told IO9 that despite using a trustless blockchain to record events. And make payouts this all relies on both inputs and outputs from human actors and with money involved if any money is even being made you create a system waiting to be exploited and i think that's exactly right this is especially true of gripner which will rely on character sheet inputs from the gm without any automation or virtual tabletop software to confirm basic data points like dice rolls that's so fucking obvious it's like how do you not get that that's that's beautiful (laughs) What
2: solutions proposed D&D but, Beyond have that? Yes, GM. yes, exactly. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, you. If you're running a campaign in D and D Beyond, you you can see all dice rolls. It's nuts. Every uh, player, so one solution it's not even proposed the GM. It's like every yeah, player right, no, It's it's, for, it's very transparent. Yeah. So one solution they we, proposed, we actually
2: turned it on in our campaign because we were questioning a certain player's roles. and they <laughs> weirdly stopped being so good
0: uh yeah it sucks <laughs> it sucks when you gotta do that i i, I always let them I, I let my players just have free reign i don't care because hell i fudge i fudge rolls half the time anyways don't tell them the uh good gm does yeah okay so one of their solutions is to establish a system of checks and balances at the center of which are the gripner certified gms who record their games using a third-party system like twitch or zoom allowing other gripner gms to review and audit the proceedings but the system is still under development, <laughs> according to Comer. Oh my gosh. God. Is... <laughs>
1: that is the stupidest way to solve oh this gosh.
3: problem. <laughs> that's,
0: that's dumber
3: than the, the checks and ballasts in the Constitution.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: is so dumb.
0: Another method uh, Gripner says it could use to prevent fa- fraud will be to have every game's GM offer one of their own NFTs as collateral held by They're the company until a, <laughs> until a positive <laughs> review of the game has, has occurred. If the GM is ruled to have cheated... The staked token will be burnt or removed from the blockchain <laughs> circulation. So it's like, who's gonna choose to do that? I think you've killed me inside.
2: I'm dead. It's like, who's gonna choose to do that? Like, what the fuck?
0: You're trying to get to people. The shadow
3: realm. That's that's the, yeah. it's like you're
0: trying to get people who buy into this thing. And you know, so it's like you you need you need particularly for they the they need GM, to believe in the they, value. Need to, they need to believe in this full full-hearted or else, you know, none of, none of this is going to work beyond the technical thing. You know, games just won't run without having, you know, actually engaged game masters. And it's like, you're just completely disincentivizing them from, you know, from playing at all. It's like, unless they're like, yeah, the only thing that could happen is if there's money involved and uh, yeah, isn't that going to great just create just such a loving and, you know, rewarding gameplay experience for, for gamers. I'm not convinced this isn't an onion article. (laughs) (laughs) says <laughs> <laughs> like, well, so the article good. itself is no? The article is great, but it's just the yeah, it's like like the, the, like the, the facts the, of it. There's of an what's entire going on. subreddit
2: dedicated to stuff like this called r slash not the the onion.
0: Yeah. Okay, so there are I'm skipping over a bit where they talk about the actual minting process of the tokens, which is basically algorithmically mashing together random art assets to create ten thousand quote unique tokens oh, a process yeah. that rarely they're sees great. any real profit go to the artist yeah and not to mention the fact that they all look like shit yeah they're it really all bad. looks so bad
3: it, it does uh, look like it looks like an ai that i created it's ms
0: paint yeah. Yeah. it's
3: MS it, it paint. reminds
2: me of the uh the trend of like i type this word into an ai generator yeah. and it made me this pick like image yeah. Just reminds wow. me of that Jeez. type of shit
3: and like the Contin- the lines of the character, like the thickness and everything, like everything's inconsistent. It just looks like ten different artists like drew yeah, it
0: looks like a computer put yeah. it together. It looks like what yeah, It's it is. beautiful. It's high art. Continuing on here, uh like most uh like most claims about income with the NFT market, the value of Grippner's tokens is completely speculative. These 10,000 NFTs will be worthless unless they are bought and sold by people who think they are an investment whose value and not, ju- not just its in-game complexity will appreciate over time. Those people may not exist. <laughs> right now, Gripper's community is tiny. As of Wednesday, April 6th, comput- the company's Twitter account has less than 500 followers and their Discord has half that. With such a massive drop of NFTs planned, who's buying and where will these buyers come from? Dude, time to launder some money. Time to no, launder some yeah, no, exa- money. No, exactly, right here. So Comer admits that there are likely to be many people who buy Gripner NFTs because they're collectors rather than players. Great job. Collector. Great, well, great job. Collectors
3: and just not, not <laughs> money launderers. Yeah, and promise yeah, they promise there will be
0: a, a ratio to balance out these different buyers. But if Gripner is focused on building a community, anonymous rarity snipers are hardly going to make people feel like part of a group of tight knit gamers and it's these core players who Gripner needs to keep happy or else they won't have anyone to play on their protocol and there will be no way for any nft pc to earn value rather than to accrue speculative value this dude can't even figure out how to verify dice rolls across the platform
3: <laughs> how is he going to like verify and balance a ratio of speculators and like the one real game player actual game which is just one so i guess it'll be easy because it's (laughs) gonna be very few of the
0: latter one disc one discord user here puts it perfectly in some ways community is capital capital and Gripner means it literally crypto is meant to decentralize power (laughs) but Gripner is planning to centralize within its own protocols it needs to have players on its platform in order to create value via on-chain gameplay it will release Gripner exclusive adventures. There will be Grippner approved DMs and the value of the NFT player characters will only exist because of its technology. The value of Gripner depends on centralization, undermining the mission of the Web3 technology it seeks to bring to the, t- uh, the tabletop space.
1: But uh,
3: Web3 is, uh, this is a whole nother topic, but Web3 is like a platform centralization just in a different way. Model of centralization that we're used to describing. It's
0: called decentralized, actually. Yeah haven't not you heard Haven't you heard the the good word of the blockchain? Haven't all Haven't all the NFT bots in in our mentions taught on, you by it's now? It's a
3: decentralized ledger. Decentralized, where you could uh, like shake and bake to fucking change shit yeah. up and further money bleh,
0: bleh, launder money. Skipping ahead again to the environment, to the section we're on the environmental impact Gripper yes. poses through its use of the Polygon blockchain, which again they claim uh, uses ninety nine point five percent less energy compared to others, according to Comer. There's
3: who's no like, like who's, who's auditing
0: pay. these blockchains? Yeah, who's no, no, no here, right, right here. Uh, economist and writer Alex Devries did an investigation into Polygon's energy usage and found that the ninety nine point five figure only measures the impact on servers Polygon owns. So it's meaningless as a measure of impact as Polygon actually runs part of its protocols on the Ethereum blockchain. DeVries told io9 he conservatively estimated Polygon's carbon footprint through Ethereum's network on February 3rd alone at 1,000, or no, 1,598,215 kilograms or about uh, 1,875 tons per day. According to the University of Michigan, the average American home accrues 48 tons of emissions per year. In DeVries's words, this cannot simply be ignored. And Gripner is not a mint once project. All adventuring gameplay outcomes put data back on the chain, which uses more energy. The company also plans to mint more NFT PC uh, player characters over time. It could double or even triple those, those 10,000 NFTs over the next few years. Who
2: remembers the global outrage over Volkswagen uh, s- fluffing their uh, economy that numbers? That was huge. I that do. was huge. And now all of a sudden we're just like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're t- they're touting numbers. They're that almost killed numbers. them. Yeah. That almost killed them. It was a
3: huge congressional investigation.
2: And In how long was that? Was like what nine, ten years ago? Was yeah, it 2011, 2012. Uh,
1: it was. Yeah,
3: or maybe well, even think 09. A year nine. It, it, maybe it hasn't even, even like,
2: been yeah. that long, and we've already been conditioned to just be okay with it. Because it's, well, it's, it's tech sector, man, yeah. and tech sector can do no wrong. Te-
3: yeah, tech... Tech means good. But also, like, you know,
0: this study pointed and out. Hence it why just, this company got $2.5 million.
1: Yeah. Exactly. But
3: like, as they pointed out, Ripner like, could their, get more. their measurements are only based on their servers and not like it, not the Ethereum servers and not even like the Amazon servers that they
2: use to, yeah. like, you it, know, it just like. What made me think about the, the connection was like, uh, Volkswagen was putting their cars into test mode yeah. to get different yeah. eco uh, readings. And it's kind of the same type of deal where it's like you're changing what you're actually measuring
0: to get you the number you want to show people. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So there's a whole, there's a whole section of the article that we're going to glance over because it's just talking about the the staff makeup Mm -hmm. um, and like there's, there's like five people, but basically the gist of it is none of them have any credentials or experience in game design um, the best one to me is including the, a creative director who is not even a gamer, according to the nice. to Com- the guy Comer himself in the interview wow. admitted ad- admitted that admitted that the creative director of a gaming platform is uh, not a gamer. Who invested? I like to imagine he fuckers?
1: walks around. Who actually invested with these people? Uh, there is an, like ar- there is an article about list
0: the game? firms. I don't care
2: twirling the cane and people are like, oh, talking about like games and stuff. And he's like, get back to work, you swine. Yeah. Get that talk out <laughs> of my,
0: uh, my grift. All right, final final section here. Uh, probably the best the best subheader of the entire article. This is bad gaming and you should feel bad. <laughs> One of the most basic problems with Grippner is that it's simply bad game design. By developing a protocol to prioritize real world capital gains, Gripner is fundamentally changing how players are expected to interact with the rules of the game. It's not just D&D with a blockchain layer, it's Gripner, the game. Gripner demands the construction of new software to emulate character sheets, which can easily be made on paper in word processing software like Google Docs or in any number of digital toolboxes, including this article came out before the news and it says the officially licensed D&D Beyond, which is now the officially owned uh, software. Um, the product Gripner is attempting to create, uh, or the, the product Gripner is attempting to create, already exists in multiple forms for many different games across many different systems, including old fashioned print and play gaming. The quote unquote the quote unquote problems that Gripner is trying to solve, problems that Gripner calls fundamental opportunities. Oh my god, I love that that corporate speak. Yeah. Um, are they so the problems corporate that they Memphis. call fundamental opportunities? are to give players the ability to quote co- prove their successes via blockchain verification and to bring monetary value to the table via NFTs. But these aren't issues that players are demanding to see fixed.
1: I don't know prove. about you guys. I don't know about you guys, but I play D&D to own other DD players with my D accomplishments right so this is perfect for me oh,
2: hold this, on this, this every this, time i see a fellow D player we basically uh, we puff our chests up and we start screaming <laughs> accomplishments of our characters
3: on, but I, I just want to go back to one of the, the fundamental opportunities that they're giving players the ability to prove your successes on the blockchain meanwhile the beginning of the article says they they haven't even figured out how to eliminate <laughs> fraud
1: verify any of it
3: <laughs> and to verify any of the dice rolls or anything like so the main <laughs> thing that they're offering they have not even come up with a solution to they have some like some ethereal ideas about we're going to have I mean that's uh... that's kind
2: of the uh that's like Elon Musk-type marketing.
1: No, they... Where yeah, you, you say
2: sure. really big things that get people 100%. excited, but you don't actually have them solved yet. Yeah, you know, like, like, like the, the roadster.
1: Model. Like the roadster.
3: Where's yeah. the roadster? Yeah.
2: That's what I, I was thinking about, the roadster. Was the truck? The cyber truck. Yeah. Uh, the cyber uh,
1: ATV. No, the reason... They're going to solve it by... Developing the precogs from Minority Report, and they'll know <laughs> if anyone's cheating beforehand, and they'll ban them. So they'll go execute them.
2: <laughs> it'll be it'll be some like Blade Runner shit where some <laughs> android will just kick your door in
0: and fucking blow your brains out for. Uh, so um, one of King. one of the one of the actual real game designers that they interviewed early in the article has a good quote here. Um, They say, I play in programs at stores, at conventions, and in home groups. I don't agree that these are problems players are looking to solve. These read to me as schemes designed to play with financial valuation for the purposes of Grippner's self-enrichment, rather than an actual desire to create a sound offering that contributes to the game. I've never had to certify what level my character was, and it's not worth my time to play with anybody who wouldn't trust me. It's like, it's. I think Literally. that again, really na- like nails it again. Like, who is this for? Nobody. This is for the investors and that's it.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, party. You meet up at a tavern. This is the first time you've met each other. Introduce yourselves. I'm a level 20 paladin.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have to believe me. <laughs>
3: Well, his blockchain, oh, is supposed- like, uh, verification probably says it because he hacked it and yeah. fucking typed it into the NFT, and there you go,
2: because... a level 20 paladin, I have seven divine smites. Yeah. I do 200 damage
0: per swing. So Gripner's first fundamental opportunity, blockchain verification, falls short because there's no actual certification of achievement, either from Wizards of the Coast or any other authority. There's just a line on an NFT receipt. Whatever authority Grippner hopes to assign their NFTs is fallible due to the fact that they are relying on trust-based human inputs, human review, and human understandings of a tabletop role-playing game that is, that is at its core about improv. <laughs> the second fundamental opportunity bringing tangible value to players is problematic because the value of TTRPGs is not in the things, but the experience. Players don't value their favorite characters because it has a rare sword. They value it because of the story of how they got the sword and how they will make more great stories using it in the future. D and D is supposed to be fun, not financially productive.
2: My character's only development is the cool sword.
0: I'm
3: convinced none of them have ever played D and D.
2: No, they haven't like
3: never in their life. And the reason I say that is not even because, like, their misunderstanding of the game, but just the fact that they don't even know d d Beyond exists. Like, you know, some of their problems are easily solved by, you know, uh, tech that out there. Well, it's, it's, it's not just D&D there. Beyond, though. Yeah, like so many Exactly, there's, there's like so th- many.
2: To be ignorant of how many of these that already exist. Not even including paid ones like Fantasy Grounds and shit like that. So they clearly were like sitting at,
3: you know, they, they sent out that tweet where they got one response, but they were all sitting in a room and they're like, you know, despite this uh, low number of engagement, uh, you know, we got 10,000 impressions or some shit. So maybe, you know, people must be interested in a and d NFT and then just fucking threw it out there. It's clearly just... To profit off of that, you know, in a way that's not going to impact or, you know, uh, trigger intellectual property rights. It's like, it's a way for them to profit off the IP and just make NFTs for it.
0: All right, so we're, we're getting to the end of the article here. So let's just power through it. Because again, yeah, it, it, we're, we're running. To yeah, we're running long. Um, but uh, it's, I do think it's it is worth it. Um, so they, they ask, what is the demonstrable capital value then in having your character break down in fear and panic instead of mindlessly attacking a monster? What will happen when a GM wants to give out a particularly overpowered item to a rogue, knowing they will misuse it for fun? Or what if they give it to a paladin, <laughs> hope, hoping to provide narrative tension within a group of chaotic players? What about going off the rails, going to the moon, going to meet God? What happens when a GM wants to go off script and just have fun with it? Yeah, what happens when you get, when you want to get a little nutty? you know that's i know that's my that's my uh gm style it's
2: my campaign just got
0: on an airship. it's
2: It's it's like like super technological shit that we've never seen that's super cool it's like i can i
0: can outline stuff but my players are going to take in a direction i can never conceive of so i'm never planning that far ahead i'm I'm always hiding yeah (laughs) we know yeah we know that so, Gripner is over engineering a game which has, as one of its fundamental tenets, the ability to throw away the rule book and just do what's going to be fun. By restricting outcomes and enforcing limited character game, Gripner is incentivizing railroading. In the glimmering, fun is allowed, but only on Gripner's terms, in Gripner's system, on Gripner's protocols. Comer admits that he can't expressly limit GM's ability to adapt the story to the characters, but he says there will be limits to the loot people will get from any game. This is still a limitation that restricts the GM's ability to make sure the game serves the player first. Uh, The review process, regardless of the of, uh, the level of oversight, will force GMs to railroad their games for fear of having their NFT burned or being expelled from a community they've invested real money to join. These GMs, regardless of talent, will be little better than video game narrators who invite people to act out their interactions, but still force them into predetermined outcomes.
2: It'll be Lake Horizon... I was gonna say, I've already experienced that with a uh, Biomutant, which was just fucking narration
0: the video game. D&D is built on the idea of collaboration. It's deliberately designed to encourage players to work together, to add capital value to their interactions risk creating out-of-character conflict inter- or out of character conflict of interest within the game itself. If another character gets to make the killing blow, will that raise their level instead of mine, thus making their character worth more on open Sea? If I find something first, will my character be more valuable than my neighbors? Will some of this conflict, uh, While some of these, these conflicts exist in the game already, it is strictly limited to the characters, not the players. All golden D&D is fictional. Uh, when the most optimal action to increase the character's value is one that impacts other people's experience of the game, but consideration over whether it would be harmful to the other players or characters isn't factored in, then it can become a toxic, unsafe, and not fun experience for anyone, says Keanu Shaw. A game designer and any winning co-creator of the TTRPG safety toolkit. Ultimately, a game should be fun and safe for everyone at the table. And this style of competitive, self-focused self-focused play doesn't support that. No, it's incentivizing you to be as absolutely toxic and dickish as possible. Yeah, it's like it's only for real gaming. You gotta be. You gotta gotta be a real gamer. You gotta be the power gamer. Gatekeep, gatekeep, gatekeep. Uh, so Gribner is also operating on the assumption that people who play D&D will want to purchase a pre-minted character to play in the game, ignoring the intricacies that come along with in-game mechanical character development. How many players use a pre-made character in their games beyond the first few learning sessions? Like I said before, most D&D games have folks making specific and considerate advancements to their character for an end game that makes sense within their narrative. Again, Gribner fails to understand the play culture that they're hoping to exploit. The problem is that their much larger goal to provide an entry for on-chain gaming for the TTRPG community ignores the backlash that other communities in the uh, tabletop community itself have already issued against blockchain projects. Gripner is not a maverick in the tabletop industry. Rather, it's a pet project attempting to exploit a hobby by creating a centralized protocol of diminishing returns on investments that will only appreciate with non-sustainable continual buy-in from new investors Mm -hmm. while simultaneously contributing to the death of the planet. Damn, go off, queen. Um, It devalues the very reason people play games, to have fun in favor of capital exchange. Ultimately, the very structure of of Gripner resembles a pyramid scheme in D&D clothing. When Comer spoke to io9, he got the most excited and joyful when he described how he's teaching his children to play D&D. When his oldest had a milestone birthday, she threw a D&D party and ran an adventure for her friends. And you know what monster they ran into, he asked, creating so proud of his kid? A baby gelatinous cube. How cute is that? That's what I love about D&D, he said. The, abil- the ability to get creative with it. The ability is just, uh, or The ability to just put anything out there and play the game with your friends. I don't think he sees the irony. Oh my
1: god, this guy is a beautiful idiot
0: i want to meet him yo uh
1: props props to linda great great piece yeah
0: great article here definitely go give her some love
1: and i just love that ultimately it reinforces what we talk about every week on this podcast and that uh capital ruins everything
0: (laughs) that's right all right so yeah we went long this week uh i think it's all been said though we'll just do some quick plugs. Follow us, uh, on Twitter at camp best place to learn when new episodes are coming out or when we stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash campaign underscore comrades. Come check us out. We play games every week. We talk about them. We do all sorts of fun stuff. Um, I think that's it though. Uh, the world is looking bleaker than ever and we're here to, uh, you know, keep you informed. Uh, we uh, are going to go, uh, you know, back and stick our heads in the the uh, the lands between and become Elden Lords, and that will uh, will seek to, you know, fill the the gaping hole in our in our our social existence.
2: Unfortunately, I don't think that hole is getting filled. I think I'm at the point now where the hole is being ripped open as, I, as I'm watching all of them. All of these characters I've grown to love around me die. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) Right, gang. Until next time, we will see you then. Bye.